Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast in today's new car special. We are diving into the 2022 Lexus ES as it bows with the updated looks with the updated with updated looks, improved dynamics, apparently, and a new touchscreen. The Lexus ES might not be as exciting as the IS or as luxurious as the LS, but it's the company's bread and butter sedan. It's also getting better with age as the automaker has announced a series of updates for the 2022 model year. Starting with the exterior, the revamped ES has been equipped with a new grille that emphasizes the vehicle's elegant design with a series of con of concentric L shapes that radiate from the front Lexus L emblem. Uh, do you mean the grill shape you guys have? or Because that's more boomerang than L, but whatever. The grill is flanked by new LED headlights that are accompanied by a revised color palette, which sees iridium and cl cloudburst gray replace atomic silver, silver lining, and nebula gray. Additional changes are limited, but the 2022 ES has, has updated wheels, including set including standard 17-inchers that have... Why did they write it that way? They have thicker spoke ends, whatever that means, that are layered in V formations to produce a sporty impression. This is a lot of boring marketing speak. I don't think I've ever read such nonsense in an article in a really long time. The sedan can also be equipped with updated 18-inch wheels, while F-Sport variants come with, come with exclusive 19-inch wheels featuring a new black finish. Touchscreens are nearly everywhere, but a handful of automakers have resisted them. Lexus was one of them, but touchscreens are now slowly spreading across their entire lineup, and the ES is the latest beneficiary. An 8.0-inch infotainment system comes standard, while a 12.3-inch display is also available. Regardless of which one is selected, both are now touch-friendly and have been moved 4.3 inches or 109mm forward to put them within easy reach. The latter change necessitated an assortment of other updates, but overall but the overall look is instantly recognizable. Engine options apparently carry over, but there's a new ES300H F-Sport. It combines all of the usual F-Sport features with an eco-friendly hybrid, power, hybrid powertrain that presumably produces a combined output of 215 horsepower or 160 kW or kilowatts or 218 PS. Furthermore, the ES350 F-Sport will be offered with a new dynamic handling package. I like the sound of that. It features Sport Plus and custom drive modes, as well as an adaptive variable suspension. The latter provides 650 levels of adjustment based on sensors that measure both linear and vertical G-loads, vehicle speed, steering angle, yaw rate, and master cylinder pressure, in addition to information from the engine control computer and skid, con skid control computer. The traction control system, you mean? Or maybe the stability control system? Speaking of dynamics, though, the 2022 ES has a new rear suspension member brace that increases torsional rigidity, improves ride, ride comfort, and optimizes handling stability. Drivers will also find an upgraded brakes, braking system with an enlarged pedal that allows for better foot stability and confidence when the pedal is depressed. I'm not sure you want a brake pedal that is depressed. It wouldn't be able to work. It wouldn't be able to function at its optimum level. <laughs> More importantly, the braking system on gas models has an optimized master cylinder and booster that promises to provide a more linear feel and response. You'll love to see it. Likewise, the hybrid variant has a retuned braking system that delivers improved feel when the brake pedal is released. The 2022 ES will come standard with a new Lexus Safety System Plus 2.5 suite of driver assistance systems. It includes a pre-collision system with an improved camera lens, 
and millimeter wave radar for increased responsive range. The system also features new intersection turning assist, assist and emergency steering assist functions. Furthermore, all-speed dynamic radar cruise control has been improved with a smooth overtaking function. If you're traveling behind a vehicle going slower than your present speed, or sorry, than your preset speed, you can simply tap on the turn signal and the ES will begin accelerating in preparation for the lane change. After you change lanes, the car will continue accelerating until it reaches the preset speed. Okay, I like that. It seems a little unnecessary when, you know, a human should be able to do the, at the very least, that, but whatever. Other new features include a curve speed, re a curve speed reduction function, which can automatically slow the vehicle through certain curves. The lane tracing assist, assist system also receives improved course recognition and can track the paths of nearby vehicles in adjacent lanes for greater lane centering capability. The 2022 ES will arrive at U.S. dealerships this fall, and additional information will be announced closer to launch. Alrighty, hard stats out of the way, let's talk about the looks, and I don't remember what the old ES looked like. However, I can say that the new ES looks, you know, to me, it looks more like a four-door RC. That's what it looks like to me, especially on the C-pillar, when you go back behind the rear passenger windows, that roof line, that roof line and almost the, the silver window or greenhouse surround reminds me, reminds me quite a lot of the quarter window that's on the RC. It's not necessarily a bad thing, it just, it really does look a little bit like a four-door RC, and I'm kind of taken by surprise because the only other car to me, I mean, this isn't a four-door sports car, but the only other car to me that actually looks like a four-door sports car, or that is a four-door sports car, uh, in all honesty, is the, or was the Aston Martin Rapide. And so for this to almost vaguely look like a four-door RC is very cool, but staggering, because I wouldn't have expected Lexus to do that. So if we look at the grill, you know, I, might be, I might be in the minority, but I've always liked the new Lexus grill. Well, I say I've always liked it. Some executions are better than others, but I like it a lot. It's, it's a big grill without being stupid to me, and it's very unique to Lexus. It is, it is incredibly distinctive. You see that grill, you know it's a Lexus coming your way. So, you know, I like it, and I think it looks good with a, most, not all, but most of Lexus, Lexus plural models. Headlights, typical Lexus, you have the, the tri-square headlights, and then that's tri per side. So you have six square square headlight units, you have the boomerang L-shaped DRL, although it's a lot smaller here than it is on a lot of other Lexus models. So the grill obviously makes quite an impression, but the rest of the front bumper, it might be fair to say is actually a little bit restrained. It's a, they went a little bit conservative, and you know what? I think I like that. I do have to say, though, I, I heavily dislike the grill insert that's on the ES. It looks, it looks like the strings on a harp, but ugly. I just, I really don't like it. I'd rather they have like a honeycomb and it's hard to see that. That I would prefer, but the grill shape itself is fine. If we go to the side, once again, like, you know, I'm looking at the rear window and I'm not liking how small it is. The trunk seems to come up very high to the base of the rear window. And then the roof seems to almost encroach on the height of the roof at the top of the rear window. So I feel like they, let's see. Yeah, there's more. I mean, this is arguably true of a lot of cars, but I mean, in the case of the sedan, there is disproportionately, there is a disproportionate amount of front window to how much rear window there is. They could have added about three or four inches of rear window, and that would have helped this car massively because it's almost like they wanted to go with a fastback and wanted to make the rear window as small as possible to give it a sleek look. 
but it almost looks like a porthole. It's not, I, it's not good. I don't like that much. I don't like that all that much. So, yeah, Lexus, that's, that should have been improved. Or at the very least, it shouldn't have been that bad. But let's move to the side. So, looks like a typical sedan. It doesn't look very much like a fastback or a four-door RCF from this angle, from the side, from the silhouette. Which is a little disappointing because it it's a very basic looking sedan to me. It's got an interesting character line. It's got a bit of a shoulder just above the just above the door handles, but up but below the greenhouse where the belt line is. Where the belt line of the car is, it has this very interesting surface. Is this very interesting again, almost shoulder. It looks good. It, it, you can actually see it in some photos and less so in a lot of others. But yeah, it creates a creates quite a nice shadow. I like it, but that's about the most interesting thing on this car. There's not. There's not that many creases, there's not that many character lines, which is, which can be a good thing. It can lead to it. It can lead to a car having a very clean design. But if you go too far with it, then it's just dull. It's just boring. And I kind of feel like the ES from the side is a bit dull, is a bit boring. If they got rid of this, if they got rid of this, it's not even a quarter window. It's just a piece of, it's not, would it be aluminum? It's just a piece of silver trim that is meant to look like a quarter window. It's meant to continue the line of the kick up at the rear at the rear door at the rear passenger door if they got rid of that silver trim i have to feel like this would look a little bit like an avalon now to be fair i haven't seen an avalon in a while either but yeah from the side at least this car is a bit disappointing to me it's too it, it looks too much like a toyota it looks too much like it could be a toyota at the very least if we move to the back i kind of feel the same way it looks too much like it could be a toyota i do like the taillights they've got this it's weird they've got this uh, they've got this comb effect, actually. It looks like they've got bristles in the taillights. It looks like a comb. It's kind of cool, actually. But the rest of the, the rest of the rear, for the most part, looks like a Toyota Camry to me. They've got these interesting flanking flanking character lines that creates an indent in the bumper. So it's sort of like ooh, like a Gen three, Gen three or Gen four Viper Coupe, where you have that character line at the rear, at the rear of the car where the rear bumper is. So you have, so you have okay. How do I say this in a way that's vaguely intelligent? It's a character line that creates like the look of a camtail without it actually being a camtail. And it went all the way down to the lower rear bumper or lower rear panel. Sorry, lower rear, lower rear, rear wing or rear fender, if you will, the lower rear fender. And then for the rear bumper, the actual bumper where it where it sticks out, it was it was inset a little bit and then stuck out. So it looked like it almost looked like a piece of folded paper if you get, if you get what I mean. It almost looked it almost looked like it, it was folded over. So they've got this they've got a vaguely similar thing except it doesn't go all the way up to the taillights like it does. It doesn't go all the way up to the taillights and then the rear and then the rear integrated ducktail spoiler. It doesn't it doesn't do that. It only goes up to roughly the base of the trunk lid. That's as far as it goes. So it goes from the bottom of the rear bumper to roughly the trunk lid. And what that means is it places it just below the rear taillight. So it looks good. It does look good. But I feel like I've seen a similar thing on a Toyota Camry. And I'm not absolutely in love with that. But yes, yeah, so you have the, this wide. It's like the you have the wider rear bumper. The character line. And then it has an indent with, with the rest of the rear bumper. So you have the fender going into the bumper. Character line. Indent. Rest of the rear bumper. And the rest of the rear bumper is maybe like an inch. Maybe half an inch. I don't want to say thinner, but it's a way of making, but with the, with the design of the character line, it's a way of making the car look less, less big to put it that way. Cause if they had, if they didn't have that character line, I feel like the rear end would look a little bit, it'd look a little too plump. 
it would look a visually it would look a little bit heavy so by having that character line and then insetting the rest of the rear bumper a little bit it makes the car it, it makes the rear bumper look a tad smaller i do like it again though but i'm pretty sure i've seen it on a camry before rest of the photo yeah you know this looks like a four-door rcf in this in the very specific photo i'm looking at that's a good thing in the rc or rcf the rc is a very attractive coupe is that what no okay yeah it's a good it's a good looking car from most angles i just think it's a bit plain in a in a few other in a few other angles yes there we go a proper lexus grill yep Again, I might be in the minority, but I like I like the real shape of most Lexus models. I mean, it, generally it's the same. It's just that the, once again the execution can be different. Yeah. Ooh, what? There's a there's a feature on a human face that's kind of similar to what they've done on the rear bumper. I can't I can't think of what it is though. But yeah, basically they've done a visual trick to make the rear bumper look look smaller than it actually is, and it does work. It's just that I feel like we've seen the exact same trick on the Toyota Camry. And as such, it kind of makes it look like a Toyota Camry. Not bad, though. Enough blabbing about the rear, though, in an annoyingly unintelligent manner. Let's go to the interior if I can find a shot of it. All the little thumbnails are now gone, though, so it's going to be a little bit hard to find. Oh, they got two different versions of the headlight. That's cool. Okay, all the wheel shots. Okay, here we go. Interior. I'm, I'm a bit underwhelmed. I, although, in fairness, I just saw the interior of the LC the other day, and I think that's one of the best car interiors ever. Frankly, and so I think any other interior from Lexus that's not up to that level is going to disappoint. But, you know, honestly, on its own, I'm not even a fan of it. There's, I feel like the buttons just below the air vents, which are below the touchscreen, there's kind of a lot of them in an area. There's way too many buttons on the steering wheel. On the on the upper spokes, on the, on the two side spokes that flank the airbag, there's too many. There's way too many buttons, and they're really thick. The airbag cover's fine. It's a bit big, but it's fine. Uh, I don't really like the square, the square gear knob on the automatic transmission. It's a bit chunky, I feel. It's, it's a bit too chunky. It's a bit too big. Yeah, honestly, this is a bit of a disappointment to me. As far as Lexus, well, no, honestly, as far as interiors go, it's, it looks like it's made of good materials, of luxurious materials, but the design is very underwhelming. It's just not that amazing. It's not that astonishing. The door panels are... A tad boring sans the speakers. The speakers look cool. And, and the silver trim that outlines them. Gorgeous. But the upper dash, especially on the passenger side where the airbag is, boring. There's nothing there. There's not much of a design. The center, the center, the center of the dash where the infotainment, the air vents, some of the HVAC and radio functions are. It's cluttered. There's too much going on. Yeah. The steering wheel, I'm not really, I'm not much of a fan of it. If I could get a close, if I could get a shot where we're closer to it, I'd, I'd like that. The seats look kind of cool though. I'm not sure they'd look comfortable, but, or they'd be comfortable, but they do look a bit cool. Let's see, can we get a better shot of the, what's interesting, they've got, they've got a very LFA style gauge cluster. So it's that central tack. I like that a lot. Still calling back to the LFA. Yeah, not, not many interior shots. So uh, I'd give this car overall 6.4. It's a good update. The exterior is nice, but honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't really. I don't think it impresses me that much. It's some things do impress me, but overall, it just it just doesn't set the world on fire. It's not. It's not the most impressive update I've ever seen, and that interior really lets it down to me. As as far as design, not the quality, just the design. The design is is rather underwhelming. So yeah. 6.4. It's a cool looking car. The interior is underwhelming, but to me, it's kind of just another Lexus ES.
relatively forgettable. What do you guys think, though? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know in the comments below. In the meantime, though, I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like. Please make sure to like, share, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have to want the Podbean mobile app, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I, and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover slash talk about slash make a video regarding something specific or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, you'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next, you'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now it's time to close. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.